Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Quincy. Shout out to everybody on my Studio Q Facebook page. Hello to everybody on For the Love of Whitney. That's my um, Whitney page. Um, and hi to all of my subscribers on YouTube. And for anybody who's watching this on the replay, thank you for pressing play. Thank you for watching. Share with all your friends. Shout out to people who come into the comments. My boy, Chef Wine. Find his wine. If you want to know all about cooking, please follow him on YouTube. That's my boy. Thank you for always supporting. Yes, he didn't say share the stream out for my upcoming guest. Um, her name is Allie Starr. She should be with us soon. And um, yeah, so share the stream out. Um, hi there, Zoe. How you doing? And I see she's in the building. I see Allie Starr in the building. So I'm going to just go ahead and add her to the stream right now. What's hi. Going on. Hello. Hello, everyone. This is the beautiful, talented Ali Starr. She is an international recording artist. International means she didn't headline events over in Japan, in London, in China. Like international means that. So she's got the perfect title for uh, who she is and what she does. And uh, one of the reasons. I wanted to have her on today is because she recently did a Whitney Houston tribute in Vegas um, celebrating, you know, or I would say like honoring the 10 years that our girl has been gone. And a lot of people, you guys know, I'm a big Whitney Houston fan. I got a For the Love of Whitney page, which supports the fan documentary that I did. So anybody showing love to Whitney Houston, I want to talk to. So Welcome, welcome to Studio Q. Welcome to For the Love of Whitney. Thank, Thank you so much, Allie, for joining. Thank you for having me. And I'd like to know what inspired you to create a tribute, because it was a full-on show. It was. Um, the inspiration came from, I've been listening to her since I can talk. And when Whitney passed away, I just knew I had to do something to honor her that I didn't get a chance to do while she was living. And um, ironically, when she passed away, I had just had children. I have twins and they were about two months old. And all I can think about is I'll never be able to take my daughter to a Whitney Houston concert with me. Mm. That mm. hit. Yeah, especially if you've been to one and you know how magical they can be. Right. Yes. Um, were you able to ever meet Whitney when she was here? No, not. I've never met her personally. Um, oh, wow. Same building as each other quite a few times um, in passing, but I've never got a chance to meet her. Wow. Well, I know you grew up in the church just like her mm -hmm. singing and people say, hey, you was going to be a star so much that they start calling you star. And I guess that's where your name came from. Right. Sort of, kind of, yeah. Um, kind of, sort of. Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, as a child, you hear growing up all the time that you're going to be a big star. And that's not where my path was going at the time. But after a while of hearing it, you know, manifestation is real. So I just started to tap into that. And here I am. Here you are. Here you are. Well, I, I want to talk about this tribute. Like, I know you want to do something, but this is a whole decade. So when did it come to mind to actually put that show together? Like, you know, this ain't year five, this is year 10. So it must've took some time and thought and take us through your process. 
actually I started writing the show 10 years ago when she passed. No way. Um just never having the courage to execute it up until now. But I started writing how I wanted the show to go 10 years ago when she passed. Just a vision of how I would want to see her honored and just highlighting all the positive things and the different emotions that her voice will take you on an emotional roller coaster. Man, so did it turn out the way you envisioned it 10 years ago? Um, it was better. I'm not better. Yeah, I'm not the same person I was 10 years yeah. ago, my artistry. So I know had I rushed the process, it mm. wouldn't have been as good as it was doing it now. Yeah. And I know like you opened with Queen of the Night. You mm -hmm. did My Love is Your Love. You did Greatest Love of All, which is my favorite uh, Whitney song. How were you able to choose? Like Whitney got a catalog <laughs> catalog. <laughs> yes. Um, Whitney has a catalog so extensive that the next show will be slightly different than the first because you just can't do all her songs in one show. Mm-mm. She couldn't even do them all in one show. No, absolutely not. So um, it was a difficult decision choosing which songs to do for the first show. But um, I definitely wanted to highlight Throwback Whitney when she first came out. And she was that young pop star and innocent. And her voice was raw and pure. And it just, it was like, who is this woman? So I wanted to make sure that I tapped into that and honored who she started as um, before she passed, just the beginning. Wow. So Queen of the Night opened it up, right? Like Definitely. I mean, Powerful song. It shows Whitney um, sexy side, her hardcore mm -hmm. side that, you know, we're used to seeing Whitney all in love and taking you through the love journey. But Queen of the Night stood out um, as a powerful women's improvement song. Like, I'm here. I'm the Queen of the Night. I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to yes. be me. So that's how I want to open. Oh yes, yes. What was the reaction? Because I, I think that I read somewhere like that it it sold out. Like people were like ecstatic. So you weren't the only one who um needed to give it. They needed to receive it as well. Apparently, um, I had no idea. Again, ten years ago, I just knew that I wanted to honor her. I had no idea where I would be at at the level that I'm at now. So to sell out the show in 18 days was just like, all right, Whitney, it's me and you. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like her spirit is everywhere, you Absolutely. know, especially aligning with people who love her and want to do that. Because I think that's where she like she she was influenced by so many people. So I think that you doing something like that, like that, that fulfills her. You know what I mean? That's. I post other people singing Whitney Houston um, songs on my page all the time because I want people to know that she came here to inspire. Like she Absolutely. touched other people and they're not, you know, they're not trying to be her, but right. like she, they're influenced by her. So just mm -hmm. like you're going to hear inflections of Dion and Sissy and Aretha and Whitney, yes. you're going to hear Whitney and everybody else. And I love that because it just pays homage to her and it keeps her legacy even stronger than what she could have mm. did on her own. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. I make sure people knew that I wasn't trying to emulate her in any way. It was truly a tribute and an honor 
just to be able to sing her songs and put a story together behind it um, was truly an honor to be able to do. And you like introduced um, a, a young 12 year old to sing the greatest love of all. Like you didn't look, you lifting as you climb. What, what, what inspired you to do that? Well, when um, I was valedictorian in school and one of the songs. Ooh, say that, I, that again. Don't let that go by. That, <laughs> did you, did you say valedictorian? Yeah, I was valedictorian at one point in school. And um, one of the songs that they wanted me to sing was the greatest love of all. And I have to be honest, I didn't like it. I didn't want to sing it. I didn't understand why. But now I'm an adult with children. And my vocal student, her name is Kyla Banks. Um, when I started to um, really put the show together, I thought about what those teachers and leaders were trying to instill in me back then as to why the significance of the song is so relevant to me and my life today and for the children that I do have around me, including my own. So I wanted to make sure that I highlighted my vocal student and to show her that she's a star, that she has somebody that truly believes in her and whatever I can do to make that happen for her. If she wants it, I'm gonna be there for her. Now see right there, that's very Whitney-esque. That's very Whitney-esque reaching back and helping younger people. Like she, one of the things I always say is she shared her shine, you mm, know? Absolutely. And I, that's what I see you doing. That's I can't do this without God. and. Um, I'm just here to be a blessing. And if one of those things that I can do is share my talent and my gift and my knowledge with someone who wants to be in the business, that's all I want to do. And your stage, Ali Star, you shared your stage and your mic. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big deal. Now, um, Mickey Howard and I think it was Maxine. Um, Maxine Jones. Maxine Jones, the founder of In Vogue, who we yeah. all, come on, the, both of them, Mickey and you know, Maxine yes. comes from woo, they vocal, vocal power women. So what did it feel like to be presented with flowers from them that like they were in the audience and they, they just didn't receive your show. They received you and gave you love. Like, what was that? What was that feeling like? I cried. Um, it was very surreal to have two legendary women in the game, not only support me, but to honor me with such beautiful words. Um, Mickey and Whitney were very close. And I always find myself surrounded with um, folks in the business that were very close to Whitney that has some of the most amazing stories. And it makes me feel like I know her in some type of way. So to have those two women come on that stage and say the things that they did and to say that they know for a fact that she would have been proud of me honoring her, it meant a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... You guys, Allie Starr, she also was a background singer and she like background for some of the greats from Shaka Khan. Yeah, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, and Brandy, Johnny Gill, Bobby Womack. So like you've been around people who know Whitney, who oh, sang with Whitney. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so so you've gotten to feel that. Yeah, and it's like every time that any one of those people talk about her, um, it's just a feeling that comes over in the room like she's there. Yeah. And yeah. forms me every time just to hear any type of story about her. It, it makes me feel good. See, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, Whitney started out background singing as well, you know, with her mother, you know, and um, in the studio, learning her chops, singing behind her mom in the um, nightclub suite. Uh, 
what was it? Sweetback. What did you learn as a background singer that has helped you shine as an artist, as a solo artist? Being a background singer is just as important as being the front artist. You're When I turn around and I see my background singers hyping me up and holding me down, it fuels me to give the best show that I can give. So I love doing background. I still do background. I do background for Maxine Jones, actually. Um, oh, for real? Okay. You'll do. So I love being behind the scenes and just supporting the artists because everybody has a part in the business. Mm-hmm. Your background, again, is most important because they're, they're your onstage hype person. They mm-hmm. hold they're making sure you sound good they're they're keeping the energy up so it's important it's very important and i that's what that's one thing i loved about whitney too is that um as big of a star she was here she is you know in hawaii somewhere singing back up for bb and cc winings Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that love to support never went away no matter how big of a star she was and obviously for you neither no i love it i mean just being on the stage is a, a high, it's a rush. Um, it's something that continuously pulls you back. Um, as an artist, you know that you can never say that you're retiring from something that you love. You retire from a job. You don't retire mm. from love. So any opportunity that I can get, whether it's being in the front or whether it's being in the background, I just love the stage. Yeah. And what has it been like for you um, balancing your artistry, being out there, and also having twins, you know, mm-hmm. one of them who's on the autism spectrum. On, yes. And so, like, that's a lot. It is. Um, my children have been rocking and rolling with me for 10 years. Um, I kind of like to tell people they grew up in the business because when I had them, again, two months later, I took them out to Japan and they grew up their first year of their life in Japan. So they've been in this business. You can find them at my rehearsals or if shows that permit children, but they they rock and roll and they like the lifestyle. Yeah. Do do you see any um, spark in them to want to do what you do? My daughter, she can sing. Um, I'm not sure if that's the path she wants to take, but I encourage her to do whatever she wants. But I know with her watching me, you know, dress up and get ready for shows and have rehearsals, it's encouraging her to maybe, you know, step her foot in the water. Yeah, like you're a real live diva right in front of her every day. <laughs> I for her. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I mean that you're the star for her every day. Like, you know, she gets to see you as mom, but then she gets to see how you can transform and be, be on stage. She's my hype person because when we're out, she'll pull up my video on YouTube and be like, This is my mommy's video. <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Now you have, um, you know, relaunched your 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 latest video or something. It's called More, right? Yes, More. Mm-hmm. So talk. So talk a little bit about your career at this stage and what you're trying to express throughout your music. Um, right now, we're getting ready to release my EP. It's called Situationship, and Situationship is my baby. It's. Um, the body of work that I'm most proud of because it's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really talk about things that happen in my life that I'm not ashamed of that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have talked about but want to talk about. So mm-hmm. it'll definitely be relatable. 
Um, and I just want people to be able to remember how they felt when they hear my music. Mm, I love that. I love that. What do you think about the state of R&B music right now? <laughs> A throwback person. So yeah. for me, what's considered R&B in today's world is not R&B for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, Whitney's R&B, Shaka's R&B. I don't really consider a lot of these younger artists R&B. Good music, nonetheless. But mm -hmm. R&B makes you feel something. It's storytelling. Um, it makes you want to, you know, sit in your car and listen to it for hours and hours. That is the type of music that I want to produce and, and give that feeling for people. Yeah, I love it. When I think of your song, uh, Situationship, it kind of puts me in the mind of saving all my love for you as well. Like just the, the storytelling of it all. Yeah, um, it's a true story. Um, and I think the most feedback that I get from it is that, man, I, I can't get it out of my head. And that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, because we carry these songs. These songs become like markers in our lives. They mm -hmm. connect to what we go through. Right. You know, you, you can kind of, you know, go back in your own history and know where this song correlated with something that went on in your life. Oh, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> and I, I think that's why I relate so much to Whitney's music um, because each song tells a story about something, whether she went through it personally, somebody went through it. And I can always find myself relating to the story through the music. Yes. And that that's what I always love that she spoke about. She's like, I'm not going to ever sing anything that I don't feel that right. I can't relate to. She would hold songs because she said, I haven't lived enough yet to be able to put the kind of emotion that this song you know, uh, requires. Have you ever felt that way about music or certain things that you sing? I only write about what I know. Mm. I can't write about something I don't know about. It's not in me. Yeah. Um, whether it's a happy day, a sad day, a breakup, an engagement, I know about all those things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you live long enough. If you live long enough, you can write about all of those things. Um, I can't write about social activism right now because I don't know too much about that. So mm -hmm. I try to stay in my lane of what I know. And as I progress, you know, as when you say, the more I live, the more I'll be able to write about. Yeah. And 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 I, I a lot of people used to, I think it's awesome that you're a writer because Whitney wasn't necessarily, she didn't write a lot, but her vocal storytelling, that was the production. Like, because a lot of the songs that became huge, um, other people sang them before she did. And when they, she got a hold of them, she made them her own and that was it. I was like, Dolly Parton saying that before? Really? Like, <laughs> saving all my love. I didn't know that that was out before Whitney. Yeah. Greatest love of all, that was out yeah. before. But all we remember is her now. Exactly. Which is a testament to the greatness. This The storytelling behind her voice. Yes, yes. She would always say, when I go in there and I lay down my vocal, that's my production. You know? <laughs> She's like, people talk about producers and stuff. I produce me. All day. Yes, you feel that. Yep. Definitely, definitely. I'm just so happy that you took the time 10 years ago to have a vision 
to honor somebody that you didn't even know who wasn't going, you know, like, you know, I mean, you knew she wasn't around, but like you developed it and then became an even better, you know, evolved artist to give yeah. it what it actually deserved. That feeling must have been awesome. I'm still processing it. I mean, it was a week ago today and I'm still processing. A friend of mine, you know, brought me this today and I'm just looking at Look, it. Put it back, put it back up, Allie. Bam! There you go. <laughs> yes. So I'm still, I'm still just, I'm on a high. I'm still processing everything that happened and just thankful that I know without a shadow of a doubt, however big or however small the production was. I know that it left a feeling in people that they were satisfied, that they remembered Whitney and the light that she was supposed to be remembered in, and mm. I did my best to honor her. Mm. And did you feel that, like, you needed to do that, like, that you needed to ask some more love to her in the world? Absolutely. Um, once the show was over, I, I took a deep breath, and I was like, I did it. Um when you hear the word Whitney, you know, you better be able to sing. Mm. A lot behind that. It's not just, you know, Whitney wasn't a dancer. Um, mm -hmm. She do a bunch of theatrics. Mm -mm. The theatrics was her voice. Yeah. So anytime you say, I'm going to sing a Whitney Houston song, you better have the voice to sing a Whitney Houston song. So the pressure of that is over. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> You delivered. Were you were you happy with your results? Like, were you happy? Was other people happy? Were you happy with the complete show of, you know, really delivering a tribute to Whitney? Were you happy with yourself? I'm, I'm happy that I did it. I'm happy yeah. that 10 years, I finally built up enough courage to do it. I'm always going to be harder on myself than anybody. I know for a fact that everybody loved the show. People are still talking about it. Um, there are some things that I want to tweak, but I also was coming off a 14 day straight run of me singing when I did the show. So really, Allie, <laughs> just going to push it to the limit, huh? I mean, if, if anybody can give me the strength from where I needed, it was Whitney. She yes, that's true. To do that. But to execute it in the manner that I did, I know it was nothing but God and her that was in that room with me to be able to sing those songs because they're not easy to sing. Uh, Ma'am, yes. Great. Um, Listen, look, just in me lip syncing, I just do lip syncs. And I'll be like, where, where the breath at? Hi, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> don't let me do karaoke. I'm like, where is the, like even Bobby Brown becomes a great singer to me. Cause I'm like, who? <laughs> Not Bobby Brown. <laughs> yes. When I'm on karaoke, you realize how hard being a good singer is. Y'all make it look very easy, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. not. I mean, even while you're doing it, um, I remember tracking the show with um, one of my producers. And when I don't know if you've ever taken the chance to listen to the acapella versions of her songs on YouTube, mm -hmm. where just her vocals and the background and you hear things that you never heard before and tracking those and recording those exact same parts. It was like, Lord Jesus, we can <laughs> do this. And you know, back then it, it wasn't um, any auto tune. Right. Um, she's saying that straight on. Yes. Every yes. 
or some of her recordings she did one takes one take the national anthem one take, one take. i will always love you one, one. take Really, and we don't realize, like, I'm sure you do, you've always probably known, but you know, just us regulars who be like, mm, let me give me the mic. <laughs> then it's you realize, oh, no, 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 this mm -hmm. is something that you need to be blessed with by God. And even Whitney said, oh, no, no, we rehearse, I practice, like, I don't just, you know, she even gave herself the respect of working on her craft, but she also knew when she knew, and to be able to step out on that field and do the national anthem. That's like one of the bigger pressure events. Um, and to do it with no rehearsal and to flawlessly execute it and to still be one of the most recognized renditions of the song to date is amazing. Allie, they play that on a radio. They, they, they used to play that on a radio like it was a single. Exactly. And that's how I actually opened up the show before Queen of the Night. It opened up with her singing the national anthem actually oh wow that's amazing now how now we didn't kept we didn't talked about this show how can whitney houston fans get their hands on it see a clip of it you know they 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 weren't they didn't even know that you were doing this now they know that you're doing it where can we're, they, where can we're they purchase it, look real, at it real soon um you know, with the show just being last week, we're still in editing mode. And um, I'm sure you saw the clip that you did see, but we haven't released that yet. Um, but very soon, just please look out on my uh, social media pages for when we drop the clip and the next show date. Oh, wait a second. So you take you packing this up and taking it on the road? What's going I, on? I'm doing this again and again. What? So tell me about the trip, because this is supposed to be just a one-time thing or was it ever a one-time thing that you always plan for it to be something that you would be doing over and over? I always plan for it to be a one-time thing. But when I started to really hone in on finishing, completing the show and my team around me was like, you're going to have to do this more than once. Um, mainly for the simple fact that she has so many songs, you can't do them all in one show again. So once I started to realized that um i already started writing for show number two so it's happening what nice nice yep. so not only go ahead i'm sorry no i'm just saying it was definitely happening what were you gonna say? okay so that's gonna be happening so we need to be looking out for let me create a banner for your social media what is your um where can we go? Where should we be out to look at? I'm gonna do a little CNN ticker. What's, what, okay. what's your what's your uh, Facebook? It's Ally Star One A L L I S T A R R Number One. Well, that's Instagram. I'm sorry. Um, Facebook is just Ally Star. Okay. Okay. Ally Star. And then I'm put. Uh, Facebook. All right. Yes. We're going to do a little CNN sticker. So you quick with Huh? Shoot. I got, listen, and this is only the third or fourth time I've used StreamYard. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm getting my, my learning curve is high. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mess up. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I see it. I like it. Yes. Yes. Follow Ally Star on Instagram and Ally Star on Facebook to look out for. Um, the Whitney Houston tribute that she just did last week in Vegas, sold out show, 
Like she played some of, you know, all of our favorites, but you know, we, we, we Whitney fans, we, we love all Whitney. So ain't nothing you really can play that we ain't going to be like, yeah, I remember that one. I love that one. Right. But the, the, the great news is that you're going to do this again. So that means that you need to figure out a way for people who can't come to Vegas can purchase a way to see you live. Well, you know, because we were going to do a virtual um, session for the show, um, but I was so nervous. I was like, well, what if it doesn't go right? And what if this and what if that? And the show turned out amazing. <laughs> to Come on. We should have. So um, definitely for the next one, for a lot of my international fans, especially that definitely. Yes. Uh, we will sell the package to where you can watch it live. Yeah, I mean, how you gonna have international recording artists? Your kids spend their first year in Ch Japan, mm -hmm. and they can't watch you do a Whitney Houston trip. No, ma'am. No. We, we gonna <laughs> get it together. We gonna get it together. She gonna correct that and make it happen. I'm so yes. excited. What are some other things that are coming up that we can look for and support you in? Um, if you're in the Las Vegas area, or if you're traveling to Las Vegas. Um, I have four residencies that you can catch me at. Um, Tuesdays and Saturdays, I'm at a place called Cork and Thorn. That's why you know it was 14 days of straight thinking. <laughs> wow. Okay. Come on, Black woman. Black History Month. Handling it. That's I what's up. Go ahead. Blessed to um, be one of the top entertainers here in Las Vegas that continue to work and just be seen and visible because it's important. So Tuesdays and Saturdays, I'm at work. Um, Wednesdays, I'm at Classic Jewel. And Sundays, I'm at the Urban Lounge. So your life is that of singing? All day. All day, every day. Oh, that like, you know, I don't think people understand, like that's a really big deal. In 2022, after living in a global pandemic that you're still like, able to do this and people are being able to come out and, and watch and support. Like that's a big deal. It, it is. And um, when we went through the pandemic at the very height of it, I actually happened to be the only entertainer in Las Vegas that continued to work just because of how my club setting was set up. So while a lot of entertainers were sitting home, I was taking that chance and that risk um, mm. out amongst the public to still be able to deliver music because it was important. I mean, the world stopped and things got depressive. And if I can just shine some light and some hope through music, then that's what I wanted to do. You ain't nothing but a real artist. That's all you are. You ain't nothing but, that, that sounds like nothing but a real true artist who is just, they know their purpose from the beginning. They know it, they know it. I just want to know like, how are you taking care of yourself in the midst of that, just hearing that 14 day run, hearing global pandemic, hearing that you're one of the only artists doing it and knowing that you have a pacemaker, you're, you've overcome like heart disease. Like how are you able to remain safe? Um, God, <laughs> literally um, at the very forefront of my mind will always be my children, keeping them safe. Yeah. And with keeping them safe means I have to take certain precautions just so that I stay safe because I have a pacemaker. I, you know, it's scary sometimes being among so many people at any given rate. Actually, my whole household just um, fought and beat COVID about a month ago. 
Oh, wow. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, we're, we're all doing amazing. And, and I'm thankful that we all got it at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, finished it together. We started together. We finished it. So the whole household was in the clear. But you just, you don't know with what's going on. So I'm still masked up um, when I'm entering the club. I don't stay long. It's different now. I can't really uh, mingle with a lot of my fans anymore just because I'm trying to stay as safe as I can. But yeah. I, I try to get it in just a little bit, and, and then I'm back home to my children. Amen. Oh, your, your kids got a good mommy. Yeah, she ain't out here running these streets. She, she on the stage, and she back home. <laughs> she back home, okay? It's, look, in that order. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, Allie, I mean, it's just been a joy to be able to, to talk to the lady behind the Whitney Houston tribute. Thank you. And the fact of, you know, being able to be exposed to some of your music, which is awesome, and finding your background. Because, like, I think I even read, because you were talking about um, being, like, one of the top uh, performers in Vegas. But, like, also, like, something about Barbara Streisand, you were, like, yeah, I was picked uh, or something to be behind Barbara Streisand. What? Explain. Yeah, to be part of a backing choir for her here in Las Vegas. And that was a surreal feeling. I mean, it's, it's Barbara Streisand and it's something it's Barbara Streisand. forever. Um, it's etched in my mind. It's like, it's, that's up there with Whitney. You know, it's Barbara. Yes, oh. absolutely. Even Whitney would say that's up there with her. <laughs> right. Yes. So you actually performed. Yeah, um, we sang one song behind her um, when she did a concert with El Devo. Nice, nice. So you got some real experience in that suitcase of yours. I do. I have 18 years worth of experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Different, with different people, different countries. Yeah, singing back up, um, headlining my own shows here in the United States as well as abroad. And where do you see yourself? Like, what is what is the goal for Ali Star? Um, in the future, like where will you be even more happier in your artistry than you are now? I need my first Grammy in the next five years. Come on now. We claiming that. Absolutely. What is today? The 17th, uh, February 17th, 2022. We about to have that. Yep. I need my first Grammy. So that is, um, you know, that's like the Super Bowl of music. You always strive you know, to reach a Grammy. And my idol is legendary in the Grammy world. And if I can just get one. Come on. I'll be satisfied. Yes. That's what I'm striving. I'm claiming that. You know, it ain't nothing but a manifestation, right? That ain't nothing but, you know, a few short words and keep doing what you've always been doing. And with the Grammys coming to Las Vegas this year, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to getting there. Oh, it's coming there this year? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, okay. Listen, I know you're going to be on the scene, so you be safe with your mask and whatnot. I will. Because <laughs> I know all your musical friends will be in the house. Absolutely. So that'll be fine. Well, listen, I can't let you go. Like, you got to hum something. You got to you got to do a, just even 30 seconds. Give us just a little something before we uh, go, because um, I just want to hear you. Sure. <clears throat> If you don't mind. I don't mind at all. <laughs> a few stolen moments is all that we share. You got your family and they need you there. Though I try 
to resist being last on your list but no other man's gonna do so i'm saving all my love for you yes do you know how hard i want to jump in i just didn't want <laughs> join me yeah but everybody else would have been mad <laughs> That's a real fan right there. <laughs> yes, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Everybody already know I'm a huge, huge. That's that's me and Nippy right there. And I'm jealous. That's oh. by the way, like I wish you could have met her. Like I I mean for real because like the way your heart is, she just would have gobbled you up. <laughs> she would have. She y'all would have been singing together. Ooh, man, she, I wish I could have borrowed your voice when I when I was with her. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, if I ever had a chance to meet her, I don't even know if I would have been able to sing. What Just, would you want? Like, what would you want to say to her? What, what would you want her to know if you did get, you know, an opportunity to sit with her? Because you are a vocalist who grew up listening to her. I would simply just tell her, "Thank you for saving my life." Because at some point, her music saved my life. Mm, oh, thank her. Really. For I love that. That's I another. Love <laughs> Say that again. That's another story. That's another story for another day. But I know there's so many people who can um, relate to that. You know, they really, really can. They love them some Whitney. I Houston. didn't know my own strength definitely resonates with me um, when when that song came out. So I used to put that on repeat. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I would simply just want to tell Whitney, thank you for saving my life. Mm. She heard you. <laughs> she heard you. She everywhere, girl. She is everywhere. Man, yeah. The influences is definitely everywhere. She is. She Look, I think uh, Robin Crawford had posted something that said, some things death can't even touch. Yeah. Boom, bam. So listen, I can't wait to, 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 to talk to the person who's been influenced by Grammy-winning Ali Starr in wow. a decade talking about you in the way that you're talking about Whitney because that's inevitable. That's what happens when you put your heart in the songs and when you leave it all on the stage. You can't help but touch people. And that's all I want to do. Yes, yes. You in the group. You in the group with Whitney and Shaka and Brandy <laughs> and all of them. I love it. I love being able to talk to real artists and you know, people who love Whitney. And so this has been great for me. I appreciate you coming on and thank you for having me. Oh yes, yes. And listen, when you when you do your show, you know, you come back and talk about it or you know, let people know how they can um, you know, get connected. Cause hey, I got a whole uh well, I did the Facebook page to support my fan documentary, but it's a celebration of Whitney every day. So if you got some Whitney things to celebrate, come on over. I would definitely let you guys know when we take the show virtual so everyone can see it. Yeah, I post it. No problem. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Do you mind doing a quick drop for me before you go? Just your name and you're watching Studio Q. I don't mind at all. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Ali Starr right here in Las Vegas, and you are watching me with Studio Q. Boom. Thank you, Ali Starr. Thank you so thank much you. for joining me.
Appreciate you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Yay. I love talking to great artists. Did you hear her sing? She killed it. She killed it. She killed it. Well, thank you guys all for joining me. Forgive me for not looking at all the comments. I'll definitely go back and respond to them. And um, I'll see you on the next interview. Peace.